you know, you can read profit first and then you can read profit first for contractors. There's some of those things in that book that was like, oh, my God, are you crazy? You know, I can't do that. But if you follow that profit first process, uh, you know, as closely as possible, it'll change the way your your business uh, is profitable. Susan, have you ever read that book, Profit First, by uh, uh, Mike Makalkowitz? I can't believe I said that. I got it right. You did it good. You, did, you, you, <laughs> you can't even say Fredrickson. <laughs> yeah. You did good. Mike Makalkowitz. He did uh, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, uh, Profit First, Pumpkin Plan. I've read all those. And you want to freak out your CPA? Open up a profit account for your check-in. Uh, he's freaking out. What are you doing? Nope, that's my profit. It goes in there. I don't touch it. Don't talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's like a whole other account. I'm, I, I, I don't care. Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. You're listening to My Fence Life. Powered by Southwest Automated Security. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. Hey, guys. (laughs) Welcome to My Fence Life. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, I don't even have a timer for tonight. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> we gonna make it? Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it, right? So anyway, uh, welcome to my fence life. This week we've got uh, Susan Worley, right? Where you at, Susan? Right here. I'm in Baton Yeah, we got Susan Worley. She's standing in for Cannon Johnson. Cannon is at the Mister Fence Academy. And I think it's in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. They got a huge house that they rented. I think there's like 70 guys up there, man. Incredible, huh? Wow. 70 guys wow, up at the... I bet it's beautiful right now, too. Yeah, I can only imagine. So that's where Ken is at. So Ken was like, hey, man, I can't do this. Can you do it for me? I was like, yeah, bro, I'm down. I'll uh, I'll get a uh, a celebrity host. It's like our celebrity bartender, right? <laughs> Thank you, Cannon. I love it. So, Cannon, Susan, thanks you, bro. So let's get down to business, man. Look, Fence Lifers, what's up? Welcome to the live edition of My Fence Life. Tonight, we got Tony Thornton from Thornton Fence Consulting Group. He's doing it all. He's a 45-plus-year veteran of the fence industry. He's been a contractor, a supplier, slash distributor in manufacturing. He's developed efficient methods that have streamlined the process and highlight the importance of profitability. He's kicking ass and taking names. So I'm so excited for Tony Thornton. Like he's literally the Richard Petty of Fence. Like we've talked about that. Y'all have talked about that. And I believe it. He's a name that everybody knows and a face that everybody sees. I see him all over social media. I see him all across the United States. And I think he's even going to be in Atlantic City in like 10 days. Like how does he even do all that? I, I, I don't know how he does it. Well, he has his own plane. Well, I yeah. guess if you have your own plane, you can do anything you want, right? Yeah. He's also, uh, he just expedited a passport so he could leave the country. I don't know how much gas that uh, plane holds, but he's going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how fast it goes and how long it'll take. I hear you. That's so, what's up, Fence fam? Welcome to the realest and the best, the number one Fence show on the planet. 
uh, just to make it official, the date is Wednesday, January 11th, and it's about six my fence life 30. I'm a little nervous. Cannon usually does all this. <laughs> uh, this show is for you. This show is for us. We call it My Fence Life. And if you're living a fence life, you understand just how real that can be. If you like the show, do us a favor. Share the show. Tell a friend. And look, don't forget, there are three shows a week available for download on several podcast channels, like 70, 27 of them, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all kinds. Yep. And hey, y'all, I'm Susan K. Worley. I'm your celebrity co-host standing in for Cannon Johnson tonight. I'm also with Southwest Automated Security in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We do all things automation. We have a stronghold in gate operators, access control, and we have a growing focus on video surveillance. And this is my co-host, good old buddy old pal Dan Blanc. Dan is what we call the fence king from Mandeville, Louisiana also known as the Swamp Buck Capital of the World. He loves it when Cannon says that. Uh, the Fence King is known for its beautiful wood fence and providing privacy, security, and peace of mind since 1999. And together, this is our show. My everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get started, get started, get started, get started. Yeah, I hit the music a little early there. <laughs> hey, guys, we got three rules to the show. We're going to be talking beer. We're going to be talking bourbon. We're going to be talking business. Uh, tonight, Susan, she's at work, so she's like, hey, I'm drinking H2O, huh? Yeah. Yes, like me some water. Yeah, I just had my first bourbon in a, I don't know, it's been a week or so, so I'm uh, taking it easy, taking it easy. <laughs> so Sounds like you're fasting for the new year. <laughs> No, not quite. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're coming to you live from the Southwest Automated Security Studio, your one-stop shop for gate automation, access control, video surveillance, hardware. And with more than 19 locations, Southwest Automated Security will get the products that you want to your doorstep. Visit southwestautomated.com. You got to love those guys. And this is the part where Canon plays some hype music, but... I don't have it on my, my roadcaster. So if Cannon, if you're watching, do a little dance for me and act like you're playing uh playing some hype music for us. I hear it. I hear it in my heart. <laughs> Man, you got a review for us this week, uh Dan? We're gonna call you Dan, huh? Dan? Nope, I'm the celebrity co host, Susan K. <laughs> yes. I do. Um this review comes to us from the Apple Podcast. It was written by Daniel Anderman and it says this podcast is anything but blanc canon i think he meant like like a blank canon maybe i don't know yeah it's chock full of interesting informative guests targeted at the fence industry ready to go off each week i look forward to each release from these guys keep up the fantastic work and it was five stars i agree with him yeah. and it was kind of a dad joke i love it yeah yeah thank you daniel we appreciate that so uh man we're gonna go ahead and bring on our host i mean our host our guest tony thornton and uh, here he comes, guys. This guy's somewhere in a hotel. We tried to find out his location, but it's super secret. He said, I can't tell you. So I guess uh, we'll just have to believe him that he's in a hotel somewhere and he's not really at home. So what's going on, Tony? Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Good. I'm so excited. I know I'm supposed to be the celebrity, like, co-host, but, I mean, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity right now. <laughs> 
Hey, I tell everybody, this is just Tony. I'm a, just an old Mississippi redneck that grew up in the fence industry, and uh, I am what you got. So it is what it is. <laughs> Appreciate you having me, Dan. No problem, man. Look, you know, we followed you on social media, and you're everywhere, man. You're all over the place. Um, it's crazy. Uh, we don't know where you're at today, but, you know, you've got a lot of stuff coming up. I know you you just got approval to be in the keynote speaker at the Canadian Fence Industry Association. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm real excited about that opportunity. I mean, y'all know that, you know, I could, I could talk to one or talk to a thousand, but uh, was invited to participate with CFIA, uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario, here in a couple of months. And uh, they have their annual event, uh, very much like what we call our fence tech in our industry or our fence show in our industry, you know, they do an event that has a little tabletop, little training session, and uh, their group, their their boards get together and have, have uh, discussions about how to improve. This will be their first get-together since COVID, and, and we all know that Canada really got hammered with the shutdown due to COVID. So uh, it's, it's going to be a pleasure uh, going up, being a keynote, uh, you know, providing them some some, you know, hopefully motivation and uh, some information that will be helpful for them to take back and, uh, you know, make it a good, positive, profitable 2023. So uh, I certainly appreciate those guys inviting me up and, and being part of that. So are you going um, to have any, like, recordings from there? Are you going to record anything? What, you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the content will flow. Uh, we, we're actually going to have a meeting next week when I get back to the office. Uh, I think there's also some uh, training mm-hmm. sessions that I'm going to be providing uh, for those uh, attendees, uh, as well as the keynote speech. So um, I'm not sure if it's going to be recorded or not, but if it is, hopefully, you know, we can make it available to our to our fencing industry. I mean, you know, uh, fence is fence, right? No matter what, what border you you live in or behind, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope uh, I hope Sam's able to get that up on the uh, on the website or something so we can hear it and watch it. That would be awesome. That'd Agreed. Be and, it, and if you're nothing, you're at least motivating. <laughs> I don't know how I come about that, but you know, it's uh, usually uh, usually a lot of fun. <laughs> I hear you, man. We got some people in the comments. Let's see who we got. We got Matt Lowry. He said uh, he's doing the academy through live. I think uh, is that with you? You doing the live academy, or is he doing that with a? Uh, Matt's talking about uh, Sean's uh, Mister Fence Academy this week, oh. and uh, you know, they had several people there i don't know 40 or 50 people there and then they also opened it up to live attendance uh, for the sessions of training so oh, wow. i thought that was a brilliant idea sean and i had a conversation this past weekend about the event wished him luck and everybody there so uh i think he's got a good many that's attending you know via their desktop or their phone sitting in the truck somewhere you know during the day so i think that's exciting yeah i think covid helped with that a lot too you know it showed that we could be places and not be places but still be this places, is true. right? Yeah, this is true. Yep. Who else have we got? We got Daniel Anderman, the guy who wrote the uh, five-star review. Thank you, Daniel. He said, uh, star guest host and an amazing guest. And Tony, going to be a fantastic show. We got Benji in the comments. What's up, Fence Fam? And Nathan Downs, my good old buddy, old pal from Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma, or Arrowhead, right? Uh, we love Nathan. That's called Bixby. 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 Is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, B-I-X-B-Y. I know I got it right. Bixby. Man, we got every, we got my salesman in the house, Rachel. She's uh, 
owner and founder of my salesman. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we got consultant Ron. We even got Toby from SAS. Well, look, guys, we're glad for y'all to be here. Um, so, Tony, we got some we got some kind of big news, huh, about you and how you're going to be helping out in another area of the fence industry? Well, you guys know, you know, uh, this industry is my life. Um, and any way that I can get engaged or any way that I can help, I've always been willing to do so. And um, Brian Fredericks and I with uh, Fence Workers Association, better known as FWA, we've been having a lot of conversation. And uh, I'm going to get a little more involved with helping them with their training and education and their show that's going to be coming up next year. Uh, So, you know, we're going to start making some announcements and some other things here in the next few months. But uh, I'm excited about that opportunity, excited about that engagement. I just feel like, you know, as an industry Everybody can touch, you know, and, and raise the, the professionalism uh, in our industry. So uh, I'm excited about, uh, you know, Thornton Fence Consulting Group and FWA, you know, partnering on some stuff. And that's going to be exciting. Now, you're going to have a booth there also, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all in preliminary stages, but uh, uh, I'm sure that we'll be doing some education, working with their team of people. They've already been working on some stuff and, um, and, and you know, I don't really know how everything's going to wash out, but uh, definitely going to be much more heavy, heavier, heavily involved, uh, you know, than I have been. And uh, hopefully it's going to be a great show, which I know it's going to be a great show. Well, it only makes sense for you to get involved. You're already going to have a booth there, right? Yeah. So yeah, why? I'll be an exhibitor. You know, I mean, it's, a, you know, I mean, Thornton Fence Consulting Group, as you know, Susan, you know, you know, when I launched this thing back in April, I thought it was going to be a part-time thing. You know, I just felt like there was people out there that needed some mentoring, some coaching, some opportunities mm-hmm. to just have somebody to talk to. I love to talk. So uh, <laughs> this, this thing exploded, and um, I was very fortunate. I use the term all the time, very blessed, that I was able to conduct 12 full-blown consults uh, this last year, and we've already got 14 on the books for 2023. Wow. So, you know, th- that just tells you that there's people in need and um, it's been exciting. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, common denominators with everything that, that we've, we've been talking about, but having an exhibit, you know, I will be exhibiting at the fence show. I will be exhibiting at jackpot. I will also be exhibiting at fence tech. So, uh, you know, just keeping Thornton fence consulting group out front and um, we're going to have some, uh, other interesting news a little bit later in the show here that uh, I'll, I'll give you a heads up on, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna launch. Uh, it's always been a goal of mine to write a book. Okay, I didn't know what that book was gonna be, but I guess uh, you know after I retired from the American Fence Association, it, it basically came to realization that once you write a book about your experiences in the fencing industry and you know how others could possibly benefit from it. So um, we're going to we're, we're, we're in the editing stage right now, and hopefully we'll have that book published uh, early spring uh, for our fencing industry about, you know, seven strategies that's really going to change the way you do business. So that's you heard it first on the Danny Cannon and Celebrity Susan <laughs> said. <Sedia show. laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait to read it. Add it to the list, you know, and put it put it to work. I mean, I imagine like what you have to say, like applies to more than just the fence industry, just to like business etiquette and business mindedness. You know, Susan, you hit that nail on the head. Uh, You know, there's so many success strategies out there for businesses. And you could 
tra- changed the name from fence to plumbing, plumbing to electrical, electrical to landscape. But the but the seven common denominators for how to run a successful company boils down to business, you know, regardless of the trade. Now, I put the fence twist into the book, right, because that's what I know the best. Uh, but it, it's been a fun experience. Uh, it's been jam-packed for the last 10 months of getting that stuff done. Now it's in the editor's hand. They're going through that process, and then uh, hopefully we're going to have it ready to launch sometime around fence check a little bit after. I'm just curious how you find time to do all of this. You had two super summits and you said, what, 14 consultations last year and you're somewhere right now. You'll be in like five places next week. You know, you you just build a schedule and go get it right. I mean, uh, you know, I do sleep. I promise. Uh, I do. (laughs) I I do. I do spend a lot of time with my family. Uh, You know, my family is is absolutely a priority to me. You know, we got six grandkids that we chase all over the country and uh, it's it's. um, you know, that's that's a major priority for us. But uh, in the book, we also talk about, you know, how to establish a great work life balance. Hmm. And uh, I think I'm living example of that. I get a lot of work done. I get a lot accomplished. But, you know, my family and uh, and friends and, you know, everything else, you know, is a priority as well. So it works out for everybody. You know, um, Tony, talking about the uh, the the book that you're writing. I tell people all the time, you know, I'm running a business. We just so happen we do fencing. Yeah. And that's, that's really what it boils down to. Um, I got a, I got a spot that I go to where, you know, I buy my ammunition and guns and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm talking to that guy in there and telling him things that I'm doing. And he's like, oh man, that's, that's, that's a good idea. I never thought about doing that. And he's like, it's yeah. just, it's just business, you know? That's, that's right. It's just business. So, look, we had a it question. Really is. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it really is. I mean, take the trade name out, you know, take the retail, whatever you're doing out. But, you know, to run a business, there's there's some key ingredients that you've got to to really focus on. And uh, we talk about the financials. We talk about knowing our numbers. You know, we talk about the marketing and how to, you know, uh, you know, let people know that you're in the industry or, or whatever you're doing. But uh, there's business is business. And I learned a long time ago that you, you've got you've got to focus on running your business. And we talk about it all the time. You know, don't work in your business, work on your business. And I know that's something that every business coach would tell you, but my gosh, when you grasp that concept and you turn that switch on, that's when your profitability is going to go up. That's when your efficiency is going to go up. Everything you do in a company is going to change when you make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I totally agree. I mean, I'm not running a business per se the way that you guys are, but I mean, like, yeah, as an employer and company, it's very important for each of our branches to know their numbers and to understand how money's being moved around and how it affects the bottom line for us. That's something that our company is very passionate about. So I, I agree with you completely. I wish I, I could explain that to more people. I wish I could educate people the way you are. Look, I mean, I was I was on Facebook last night and... Um, out of the blue, Caleb Roth, he goes live, right? Yep. And he starts talking about P and L and every individual job. And I was like, wow, hmm, that makes sense. I mean, imagine that. You know, Dan, you sat through the summit and you sat through the training, but you, you know, you're already doing it in your business because you and I had these conversations. But if a business owner is not evaluating what his post 
installation looks like on, from the number standpoint. So, yeah, we figure our, our, our materials, we figure our labor, we figure our overhead, our incidentals. Those are all cost of goods. You know, we, we sell it for a certain price, and then we've got this gross margin. That, that's the difference, right, that we divide into the revenue. But at the end of the day, did we figure our labor right? If we figured 10 hours to do that job and it took us 12, how do we know that unless we do a pre, you know, pre-event or pre-job and a post-job? So what Caleb's talking about is a P&L, profit and loss. Look at the profit and loss on every job, and then, you know, that's going to give you a better indicator as to what you've got to do to change uh, you know, your attitude toward your margins. And I tell everybody in our consults, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to set that threshold at, at minimum margin and never go below it. I don't care what anybody says. I'm never going to go below this margin. And I mean, I was doing that back in the early two thousands running my company. And uh, to say it now, it's probably going to scare some people, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch a job for less than 40% margin. Okay. And uh, back back then, you know, everybody was doing markups, and I was already on the margin train. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I had to do a a, a markup, seventy two percent markup because seventy two percent give me forty percent margin. I mean, that's the calculation, right? So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm at owners know that I'm at eighty five point one eight percent. Wow, gross margin? No, no markup. So I put you at a forty six. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was fixing to say, man, you're, you're knocking it out of the park. No, so that, that puts you at a 46. But look, you let me tell you. work for Thornton Fence Consulting Group? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, um, so, you know, we're at a 46, and, you know, we had, we track all our pricing and stuff. Well, we've been real yeah. busy, and Dylan usually goes in and makes adjustments and this and that. And um, I hired a guy just to build spreadsheets for me. I got tired of Dylan's working all day. Then he's got to come in and work on spreadsheets because I don't know how to do them. So I hired a guy to do it. And actually, I found him on Facebook. I just put a thing out there. Hey, looking for somebody who knows how to build spreadsheets. So I had people from all over the country. And I really didn't want people from all over the country. I wanted somebody local that I could look in the face and talk to them, touch, feel, you know, hug, go have a beer, whatever. (laughs) So a buddy of mine, it's a friend that I'm friends on Facebook. I don't even know why. He hit me up, and he's like, hey, dude, I can do that. That's what I do for a living. I do it all day for a, a, a big uh, tugboat company. And I was like, all right. So I cut him loose. Well, this dude built me a spreadsheet that's phenomenal when it comes to figuring material, figuring my, my cost. Within about 20 minutes, I had to cost of every type of fence we had. I went in, changed it in Job Nimbus. Now that took me about an hour or so to do. Yeah. Get it changed. Well, we're selling jobs. Well, I write all the contracts. So I'm going in adjusting to the new cost. Well, my gross profit dropped. You know, my margin dropped. And man, it was like maybe a day and a half. And Ron, the consultant was like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, uh, you know, we got some jobs at 42. We had a job at 39. I'm like, dude, we thought we were good on our cost, but we weren't. But we let it slip for a couple months. Yep. Thinking, oh, yeah, see the boards went down a little bit, but four by fours went up. Ah, it's about what and what. Well, that changed everything more than what we yes. thought. And then yes. another thing we started doing, Tony, was I am so tired of building gates that twist and warp so there's guys out there that 
you know, they're, they're doing metal frames on all their gates, okay? In my market, a metal frame, everybody turns their nose up at it. They don't like the way it looks. It's really, really difficult to sell. And the guys that are selling it, they're doing a horrible job. They're using like three-quarter square uh, steel bar, and they're spray painting it, and they're just using a three-inch uh, a deck screw to screw into the back of a wooden frame. It's a joke. So those guys are even making it harder for me to even consider going to metal frames, okay? So I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I went ahead, and uh, just so you know, if you've never bought Western Red Cedar 2x4s, they don't sell them individually. You got to buy the whole bunk. The whole bunk. Have you ever bought a whole bunk of two by four by sixteen cedar western red cedar two by fours? <laughs> then you got to buy a whole bunk of two by four by eights. Well, I made the invest. It was like a fifteen thousand dollar investment to buy those yeah. two bunk two bunks of wood. Master Halco pulled up with two bunks of wood, and it was like. Oh, my God, it's $15,000. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like an aluminum job, but, you know, aluminum job comes on two pallets, and it could be fifteen grand, but not, yeah, not, not lumber, right? Yeah. Well, we started building. I made a post on Facebook for Fence King. We started building all of our frames on our gates are all cedar two-by-fours. Yep. So that's what we're doing to try to change that. Well, yeah. a two-by-four-by-eight, Pressure treated, it's like, you know, three bucks. A two by four by eight cedar is like 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And then you're using, you know, one, two, three, four, four of them. Drives the price of your gates up quick. Same on, same. So I went in, got everything straight. This dude did a great job building this spreadsheet yeah. for me. I got him working on some other spreadsheets. But just that little bit, man, took my, um, my margin from 46 to 42 to 43, I had a 39 in there because the guy had like six gates. And oh, wow. it, it killed me. Yeah. You know. Well, I see, a, I see a comment. Well, I see it at the bottom of the screen here. Zach made the comment. Uh, hey, Zach, uh, you know, made the comment. Job costing is key. And to your point, you even said it. You know, I, I got lax on updating my pricing mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, my gross margin changed immediately. And, and that's what is called running your business, staying on top of your business. You know, if you've got price changes occurring, it's imperative that we go into our systems, whether spreadsheet, whether it's business technology, whatever it is, and we update that to where we know that we're still maintaining the minimum margins, you know, and above that, that it takes to run the business. You know, everybody I talk to, you know, we got to know exactly what it takes for me to walk in the door, flip the light switch on, power, lights come on, coffee part starts brewing, and I can run my operation for that day. I got to know that number, right? And without job costing, without knowing what I've estimated it to be, that I've told Miss Jones it's going to cost her, we sign the contract. If I don't do a follow-up to see, did it actually take eight hours to do that? Did I actually cover the cost of the material? And did I have my margin on it? Those are the three things you're looking at. So, again, every business owner should be doing that. Uh, most people just look at it from a lump sum perspective, but sometimes you got to get in the weeds, and that's what running your business takes, getting in the weeds if well, you're going to make it yes. successful. Yes, I find that I'm in my P&L probably every week. I'm in my um, looking at my net margins, looking at um, 
just why did UPS call so much more this month? I need a bill. I need explanation. We need to talk about this because every penny counts and everything that's going out the door that you're not paying attention to, it's going to keep going out the door. Oh, so somebody's paying for it. It's either the customer or it's you. Which yeah. one do you want to pay for it, right? <laughs> right. No, no, you're right. You're right, man. So <clears throat> we already do kind of what Caleb was talking about. Yeah. I've got a guy that works for me, and he he uh, he has access to my trucks, um, to all the GPSs on my trucks, the cameras at the yard. So <clears throat> he'll go in and do a job thing. All right, the guy's left the yard at this time the guys got back at the audit this time and that's what we're using to calculate how many feet per man per hour Mm -hmm. so it's easy if somebody goes hey you know i got a 200 foot job what is that going to cost me i can go real quick i can hit a couple buttons okay you got this many feet divided by this many hours i mean this many men divided by this many you know feet per hour divided by Ten and a half hour days, boom. Yeah, we can do that job in two and a half days. I can't do it by foot, you know? Well, what that also tells you too, Dan, is that when you do a post-job evaluation, I mean, you're you're running the numbers on after you finished it up, it's going to give you immediate notice if you hit your mark, right? So if if you've got a sales staff of three or four running around out there and they're all quoting the same thing that you were quoting, then, you know, you've just multiplied that, you know, percentage less four times, right? So, you know, when we know that we're off the mark, we've got to increase, you know, the prices to accommodate. You know, if, if cost of materials go up, we got to plug that number in, right? We know what our margins are. We got to know what our labor is. And after you do it for a while, it gets pretty consistent. But if we're missing that labor mark, uh, that's where the biggest mistakes of most companies are. Um, you know, I mean, y- y'all know I've been training folks and mentoring and coaching for years, even even as the past executive director. We was doing that before I even started making money at Thornton Fence Consulting Group doing it. But I tell everybody, material cost is material cost. You know, there's some big companies out there getting one or two points better than you are, but material cost is material cost. Where your difference is, is your labor cost. You've got to know that that two-man truck and what it costs you and how many feet or sections of fence that that crew can put in. You're going to have one crew that's more efficient on installing wood. You're going to have another crew that may be more efficient in installing chain link. But you got this other guy, man, he's versatile at everything, and he's he can knock the, knock the socks out of all of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to know those labor numbers for when when you figure this price up after the job is done to see if those margins were hit. And, and and unless you go run evaluations on it, you can't make those immediate changes. You know, that weekly dashboard that a lot of our industry talks about all the time, uh, that's real important. And if you've got your labor hours, your man hours and those type things built in, what percentage of your margins is built in on that dashboard, you're going to have an immediate owner knowledge, uh, you know, to where you can go make those changes wherever they are. Uh, to accommodate before you fall into that making less money next week. Yeah, so I mean it's it, it it's a big deal, man. Because like we're on a job right now, we're doing an eight foot postmaster job, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it close because we had some issues with it. We went, went to go drive it, and this guy he told me he said, "Look, you know." I didn't want to tell you, I don't want to tell you who built my fence seven years ago, but look at it. And this fence was all leaning and falling. 
So we walk around, I see the sign, and I'm like, oh, man, those guys kind of, you know, they do decent work, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. And uh, we found a couple posts that were pretty bad. We found a couple posts only 16 inches in the ground. But that's the reason why the fence looks so bad. But the yeah. majority of the posts from my area, 24 inches is norm. I'm probably the only one doing 30 inches uh, setting posts. Now, there's a few other companies starting to pick up on it, a, couple, a guy or two in Slidell, uh, you know, a guy or two in, in, in Denim and maybe yeah. Ted. But people are starting to pick up on it. And, look, big shout-out to Sean. Because of Sean, a lot of that's happening. Anyway, yeah. we drive these well, you- posts, Tony, 40 inches deep, the Postmaster, and I could yeah. pull it out the ground with one hand. Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't see that often. Dude, this is how wet and there was no clay on this lot. Oh, yeah. So we went ahead, had to pull up the post that we did drive, which wasn't very difficult to do. Literally, Dylan sent me a video. He's pulling it out 40 inches with one hand. That's crazy. We had to go back, dig the whole job. We weren't prepared, didn't have concrete, and we're still right on track. Today, we had five days figured on that job. And today was our fifth day, and we still made it. So those are the kind of things that I'm like, okay, so we would have did that job faster, so we don't need to be bidding that job at five days. Thank God we bidded it at five days. Right? We bid it. Yeah, thank goodness you did. Thank you goodness we did because I didn't have any loss. But yeah, by making yeah. notes of that and then putting it in the computer, hey, eight-foot postmaster, let's change this, you know, let's change this formula, boom, now we can roll with it. Right. But that's because exactly. we're doing you – know, we, we – we're doing post. I don't want to say post because the job didn't finish yet. Yeah. But yeah. because we're doing that, you know, I'm just going to take it another step and do what Caleb's saying and bring in my material. I'm, I'm just looking at my labor. I'm not putting my material into it. Right. You know, so. You know, your mater- material is usually going to be pretty close unless Miss Jones changed the job, right? I mean, if you figure 200 foot of fence, you know, whether it's footage or sections, 200 foot equal ever how many sections. You know, material is going to be give or take 10%. So your material is usually going to be spot on unless somebody didn't increase the prices on that in the system when they sold it. Ah, Dan. And then all of a sudden you get caught, right? Well, that's that's the reason we're running that report. We're checking. But, again, your labor is where the biggest uh, biggest challenge is. And knowing what that is, you dial it in. And like you said, you make an adjustment. So the next job you go on, you're going to know. You're going to be perfectly uh, planned for it. But you've got to you – even if, if companies don't do every job that way, they need to spot check a handful of different styles, different disciplines, wood, chain link, ornamental, you know, vinyl, uh, whatever they're doing, uh, just to spot check and see if they're maintaining the percentages that they need. Um, I think that's a huge business owner responsibility for sure. Yeah, it definitely is, man. It is. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, and after seeing that live, then I see Joe Everest pops in and goes, hey, Dan, you know, you can do that within you know, the CRM that you're using. They have a budget system. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so now that's my next that's my next thing, man. I got to fi- I got to figure yeah. that out and I got to yeah. see what's going on going on with that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hey, guys, we got breaking news this week. Breaking news is coming to you from 
good old D&D Technologies, the name brand and, ha- and gate hardware, the creator of the Magnolatch, and the shut it badass end. If it doesn't say D&D, it's not badass. Guys, we got a crazy story for you this week. So this lady, she is dressed in a bee suit, and she's getting uh, arrested. A Massachusetts woman who released a swarm of bees on the sheriff's deputies as they tried to serve her an eviction notice. So this lady had bees in her yard, and she <laughs> she goes out and smashes the hive, releases a swarm of bees, thinking that she's not going <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah. Rory Woods, 55, pleaded not guilty at her arraignment on uh, October 12th in the Springfield District Court, and she was released without bail. And, uh, yeah, so she and other uh, protesters maintain that they were trying to prevent a wrongful eviction. The homeowner, Alton King, brought evidence of bankruptcy to, uh, to the court day and was like, hey, everything should be stopped. Grace needs to get out of my house. The lawyer did not respond to, the, to a voicemail left by the Associated Press, but she was arrested. Woods, who lives in Hadley, arrived in an SUV towing a trailer carrying beehives and started shaking them, breaking, breaking them off one by one, causing hundreds of bees to swarm and initially sting in one, one deputy, according to the report. Woods, who put a beekeeper suit on herself and was protected, was handcuffed and hauled away. So... That's our breaking news, guys. Thanks to D and D Technologies, <laughs> little man. <laughs> I feel like that's like attempted murder. Or something. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to charge her with assault. I don't <laughs> know, know man. Deadly bee. I don't. <laughs> people, pe- people are uh, people are crazy. They uh, yeah. they'll do anything. But look, guys, D and D Technologies. I just want to let you know we built some eight foot tall gates on this postmaster fence. And this is the difference in the D&D strap hinges that we buy. Now, I used to buy another, another strap hinge. I think it was called Everbuilt. We switched over to D&D. We can build an eight-foot-tall gate with D&D hinges, and we don't have to worry about where the barrel meets it relaxing and then the gate sagging all because the hinge is failing. And what does that mean? That means no callbacks. What does that mean? That post report that you do on your job, you don't have to go back and make a change to it because you had to spend three hours. We're going back to the job, fixing the gate, and then going off to your next job. So thank you, D&D, for those hinges, man. I love those things. They really are badass, even though they aren't your badass hinges. Right? They are badass. I love it. So, look, man, it was a – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying, I think, I feel like the bee story makes me think of uh, the expert stain and still, like, they have the citronella, like, uh, stain to keep away, like, mosquitoes. Like, do they have anything for bees, like, to keep them out of your yard while you're swimming outside? Well, you do know that expert stain and seal, that keeps out those wood boring bees. There you go. Look at that. You're pretty smart. Look, I saw a question up here. Um, Corey Bigelow. He said, when is Tony doing his gate automation training? <laughs> I don't know. How's Good he know job, about all Corey. that? <laughs> Good job, Corey. Well, uh, as we were in the green room, Susan and I were talking about this. Uh, we're fixing to do some pretty major promotions 
uh, Dan, but uh, Thornton Fence Consulting Group and uh, SAS, Southwest Automated Security, has joined teams, and we're going to uh, do what we're calling the Gate Operator Troubleshooting Boot Camp in Dallas, Texas. Those dates will be July 17 through 19. It will be held at the SAS uh, Training uh, Center there in Dallas, very excited about that. We've been building the promos. We've been building the introduction, you know, and, and reaching out to the uh, uh, potential, uh, you know, folks uh, that will be training, okay, our manufacturers uh, that will be training. So um, this will be a first. Uh, how we came about this was uh, brainstorming on what is the industry not providing? You know, the industry is providing a lot of training on design for gate operators. They're training. They're, they're providing a lot of training on how to install properly, but nobody's training on how to troubleshoot. So the whole focus on this is no matter what the manufacturer is, he's not going to sales pitch. She's not going to sales pitch. We're going to teach you, you know, what how to troubleshoot one or two, three components within that manufacturer's, you know, catalog of, to better help you, you know, do your, your your technical stuff in the field, okay? You know, I, I know Door King, right? I mean, I, I grew up as a Door King, you know, rep for almost 10 years, you know. So if we got a Door King rep there that's going to be training the technical aspects on an 1812 or a 9100 or, or whatever the case may be, every manufacturer gets to choose what they're going to be doing. So, uh, you know, uh, again, we're very excited about that. Uh, it, it's going to be a first for our industry, I know that SAS has really been doing a good job with our open houses and, you know, getting people to their to their their events. And I think this is just taking it to one next level. And uh, I was very excited about Jeff and their team jumping on board with this. And uh, we, we, we are really excited about that. A first, a very first for our industry. Yes, I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be uh, super awesome, especially if you're going to be teaching it like – I mean, the simple five steps that you need to know every time you step on, on foot, you know, I mean, everybody needs to know that. Every mm-hmm. fence guy needs to know that. Yeah. Even even as simple as how to read a meter. You know, I mean, I go back to the days when I was in automation. A lot of people don't realize that I was very heavily involved with the automation industry. I owned a distribution group. Uh, we grew to the third largest distribution group in the country. And I was very fortunate to sell that company. Uh, uh, didn't get enough to retire. I guess I'm, I didn't wasn't very smart. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, I installed hundreds of the old Stanley gate operators. So, you know, there's a lot of these young kids who don't even know what a Stanley gate operator is. Uh, we didn't have these circuit boards that all you uh, luxury uh, components have today. We had R1 and contactor relays that uh, would shock you to death, okay, uh, in more ways than one. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to get a lot of engagement, uh, you know, from our manufacturers to say, hey, I want to be there. Uh, it's going to be over two days. We're going to give them all two-hour slots, and they can train as long as it's technical on their particular products. I heard those Stanleys. I heard those Stanleys used to have, like, a, a wheel with hamsters in it. You used to go out and feed them every <laughs> once in a while. Hey, Dad, I can take you to jobs in the state of Mississippi that still has Stanley. 570s, okay, still running, okay. I get really? pictures from friends there that are servicing gate operators that my company installed. My gosh, that would have been early 2000s, right? I was, I was wow. 32 years old. 
and uh, and 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 still have our old signs on there, the old ETS signs on the side of the uh, of, of the operators. They're workhorses, you know. But, wow, uh, wow. Howard not, Evans. Yes. Howard called me the other day and said, "I got a Stanley here. I bet you, you Tony put this in." I'm not kidding. Right now, this was last week. That is funny. That is funny. You know, Howard worked with our organization for years. Of course, I'm uh, personal family friends with with them. Uh, but yeah, that, that is funny that that come around. That's for sure. But thanks for asking about that, uh, Corey, because, uh, again, that's going to be a first, it's going to be a lot of exciting, uh, fun. And, uh, at the end of the day, you know, those, those technicians are going to leave there with some very valuable tools to help them in the field. That's the key. Look, we got a, we got a guy, Drew Raymond here in the comments. He says, does anyone use the profit first for construction method of cash management? I train on it. I do. But let me tell you, consulting, you want to freak out. This consulting group believes in it, trains on it every time. You know, you can read profit first and then you can read profit first for contractors. There's some of those things in that book that was like, oh, my God, are you crazy? You know, I can't do that. But if you follow that profit first process, uh, you know, as closely as possible, it'll change the way your your business uh, is profitable. Susan, have you ever read that book, Profit First, by uh, uh, Mike Makalkowitz? I can't believe I said that. I got it right. You did it good. You did. You, you, <laughs> you didn't say Fredrickson. <laughs> yeah. You did good. You Mike Makalkowitz. He did uh, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, uh, Profit First, Pumpkin Plan. I've read all those. And you want to freak out your CPA? Open up a profit account for your check-in. Uh, he's freaking out. What are you doing? Nope, that's my profit. It goes in there. I don't touch it. That's it. That's right. That's it. That's right. Don't talk to me about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's like a whole other account. I'm, I, I, I don't care. No. Do I have to pay you extra it, it, to look at that account? Then I will, but I'm not touching it. And I'm not touching it to pay you the extra to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's got some, some very unique uh, procedures in there that'll blow most business owners' minds, but if you follow that procedure, you're going to be better positioned for it. I will also share with you, Dan, that um, uh, I've been negotiating with a an accounting group, a bookkeeping group for the last several months uh, because in all, all these consults, you know, only a handful of them have really known their financials or how to properly put together, you know, their P&Ls and, and, and run their books. A lot of them are using outsourced CPAs. And so I said, you know what, that's a need. That's something we need to feel. So I negotiated a deal with a group up in Pennsylvania, okay, and uh, uh, her firm is a firm believer in Profit First, uh, and we're going to introduce that as a service through Thornton Fence Consulting Group that if a fence company needs bookkeeping capability, you know, that, uh, someone that understands our trade, okay, Thornton Fence Consulting Group is going to be able to handle that. We're going to launch that probably in the next – 30 days or so. Wow. so uh, it'll be promoted through social media and other things, but that's one of the biggest voids in our industry for most, most of these business owners. They're just not, they're not doing their bookkeeping efficiently and it's costing them a lot of money. Well, Tony, I used, I used to ride around these subdivisions back when I was doing estimates. Right. And I'm looking and I'm like, man, how are some of these guys able to come up with the insurance? How do they have their books? Right. To where they can have workman's comp and have all these crews just framing houses, right? Yeah. How are they doing that? I know how. 
And, and this is what I did. I went out and found me a Latino tax attorney. And I found me a Latino CPA. <laughs> and then they recommended me to a Latino insurance guy. And when I'm in the room with those guys, half the time I don't know what they're saying. I'm just like, I'm okay. But those guys know how to do it. Think about it. How am I driving through and all these Spanish guys are building houses and I can't get my book straight to the point. This was, you know, a few years back to where I can supply you with the documents that you need to do the work and get and get on board. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to beat them. I'm just going to join them. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's exactly what I did. My uh, my tax attorney, Jay Costa Blanco. (laughs) (laughs) My CPA. Haver Gonzalez, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> my my uh, my insurance agent, his name is Giovanni. That is, is that funny? That but is, you know what? Is hilarious. It works, man. Those guys know what they're doing. They know the system. They know what needs to be done to make sure everything's good. And and I love it. I freaking love it. You know. So um, hey Dan, talk, talking about business, I I, I want to tell you this. I want to tell the listeners this before I forget. And you're talking about business and how to be more profitable with what you just said. Guys, if you've got a good CPA, please reach out to them and talk to them about the uh, employee retention credit that the U.S. government has thrown Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. I've got two clients uh, that um, just received one over a million dollars in credit. Okay, they don't have to pay it back, guys. They got a million dollars because they provided the proper a paperwork on this informant retention credit. Holy shit, Batman. We got another Batman. one, we got 225000 okay? Now, these companies were impacted by COVID. That's the, it's a, it's a, it's a COVID impact fund, but you have to check with your CPA. You know, there's some groups out there that will do it for a fee. They'll charge you 15, 20%, you know, on your money. But I mean, good gracious, it's free money. And somebody's going to get it. So all of our fence trade professionals they really need to look at this and if you haven't taken advantage of that please go look at it please it it it, it could impact you uh you know tremendously you know if you lost money during covid this is a this is a way to to get it back you know in a lot of ways so i don't well, know if you have you heard of it i haven't heard of it but i mean if you're going to start teaching people about their books are you going to teach them about like you know getting better in credits through um, hiring veterans and, and, you know, earning that money back through the state and stuff like that. All the, all the tips and tricks. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of that, man. There's a lot of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Look guys, I want to take a break right here. We got the Finch track fence sign giveaway coming out. You're going to want one of these. It's fence life. It's a license plate. It's a fence sign. Cannon's over at uh, the Mr. Fence Academy. I got pictures the other day. They've been installing these on trucks. They look great. We're going to be sending these uh, out to you guys. We've had like 45 people. Susan, you believe that? 45 people (laughs) have gone to myfencelife.com, scroll down to the bottom, went to the contact form, contact us form, and filled out the form to get Fence Life signed. And I got some pretty cool stuff, man. SAS, they gave us some pocket knives to give away. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Benji with Clever Fox gave us some pins. I don't know if y'all collect pins, but they're pretty dope. Expert Stain and Seal 
Normally, you got to pay for these things, I think. I think you do. We're going to be sending y'all expert stain and seal samples. Um, we also got some expert stain and seal brochures. And to top it off, Finch Track's like, hey, I'm not just going to supply the signs. I'm going to give y'all hats. Send these hats to the guys. D&D Technologies, you like camouflage? It's hunting season. Go fill that out. I'll get you a hat. Expert stain and seal. Let me tell you something. I got a guy that works for me, and he is a helper. He doesn't know a whole lot about fencing. He's still learning it. And he wears this hat every day. And guess what the homeowner does? She walks right past my crew leader over to the helper because she thinks he's the expert. I swear to God. And she's like, hey, what are y'all going to do here? And he's like, I don't know. I feel like I need a hat now then. So the people think I'm the expert here, huh? I know. Is that crazy, though? Just because he's got that hat on. Nuts. Insane. So, look, uh, Nathan Downs is saying that event in July is going to be awesome. What, what event are we talking about? Is that the one at, uh, that's in Denver? The boot camp. That's, no, that's the gate, gate operator boot camp in July that, uh, that he's talking about. Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. Okay. Hands-on at the Dallas branch. They have an amazing training room, um, tons of space, uh, audiovisual, and, like, displays everywhere for you to touch and mess with, like... It's the ultimate. Now, is the FA if is the AFA going to have their trailer there? Do y'all know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that boot camp is totally focused on that technician, you know, training mm-hmm. that, okay. that troubleshooting training. Well, man, somebody needs to get a hold of them and say, "Hey, if it's going to happen in Dallas, why can't we use this trailer?" Come on, the guys. Trailers in Louisiana. <laughs> oh, it is. Yes, it is. I know. That. I know. I know where the trailers at. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait. I do know where that trailers at. I've seen it. Yeah, there you go. I do know where it's at. It's over there in uh, Baton Rouge. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, Susan and I were talking about this before the show, Dan. Uh, while you were getting some stuff together, uh, the uh, American Fence Association has finally got an appointment with. Uh, the Louisiana fire marshal to have conversations about training. And uh, that happened a couple of, couple of months ago, actually about a month ago, our good friend, Mike Gullich down there in that market, who's really worked hard on that for several years, COVID hit kind of put us on the back burner, but Mike's got that fire lit again. And I believe the association is going in and training a group of fire marshals here in the next 30 days on uh, what to look for, for, you know, UL and ASTM compliance on gate installations. Because as we know, the state of Louisiana requires licensing, and you get your licensing through certifications that, uh, you know, uh, people are are providing, third-party entities are providing. So I think this is a huge, uh, you know, uh, check in the box that personally I've worked on heavily for years. And I know that the state of Louisiana, especially those gate automation guys down there, is going to be looking for the, the professional ones, right? The ones that are doing it right, yeah. looking for it, because it's going to put everybody on a level playing field. So I'm excited for, for that to happen. Well, we got a job. They're going to be testing them as well. And they're talking about um, getting in touch with architects and engineers to get ahead of the problem before it starts. Yes. 
Yes. So I think that I think that's going to be good. So check this out, man. I got a guy on my website. He's doing uh, a my salesman, right? He's on there measuring his lot. Got a price for a fence. So we gave him a price. Well, he didn't use us. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You know, my guys get a little upset. Hey, why didn't we get that job? Uh, we bid it. Well, why didn't we get it? Well, I'd rather not get it than get it at a margin that we don't work at, right? No. I'd rather no. drive by and wave and be like, okay, guys, I hope y'all making money on that job because I wouldn't have, you know? So anyway, this guy's doing a my salesman. We bid the job. We don't get it. I talked to this guy. I said, look, man, if you want to do this, this, and this, you know, uh, you got to have all this stuff right. Oh, okay, okay. Well, he went a different route. Well, guess what? The job is sitting on Susan's desk, right? Daryl's dealing with it. We're having to go back and fix his current operator because it's got all kinds of issues on it. <laughs> the fence that he had built across the street for this whatever he's got going on, the nothing is right. The gates are wrong. He's having to get whoever built the gates for him to rebuild the gates so we can put operators on there. Then his property next door, he wants to put operators. Thank God he didn't get anything done over there. So now we can yeah. go over there, do what we got to do, do it right. It's it's a shit show, huh, huh uh, Susan? The drawings, like, confuse me so much. I had to get other people in the industry to, like, weigh in. I'm like, I don't even understand what I'm looking at. That's just how messed up it was. <laughs> yeah, so. You see, and that's where, that's where the industry training has to come in for, mm -hmm. you know, our professionals to know how to meet the standards, exceed the standards, because knowing that the state of Louisiana is going to have somebody, I'm going to call them the ULASTM police force, mm -hmm. they're going to be looking for it. Right. I mean, what a great day in our industry, personally. Amen. Uh, you know, because it's going to hold people accountable for what they're doing. Because I remember right when the state of Louisiana uh, put their licensing uh, into place, you know, there was a couple of non-licensed uh, companies installing. That's still when I was with Door King running as regional sales manager in that market. They shut them down and fined them like $5,000, okay? Wow. Because they were oh, wow. You know? So it, it, it was serious back then. And then during COVID, everything got so lax, you know, that everybody's just kind of staying away from everything. And then uh, now that this is back on the on the burner, uh, I'm real excited about about this. I'm, I'm hopefully hopefully I'm going to listen for the success stories, I guess, is where I'm going to come from. Yeah, me yeah, too, man. Well, you paid that way. You you wrote that book, sir. Don't forget that. This I didn't write that man. book. No, there was a lot of good peers in the industry that wrote that book. I just put it in front of that fire marshal's face that day along with mike gullis to say hey you don't have to go build your own curriculum here it is it's already written these professionals these industry knowledge people have put it out here now all you got to do is say let's get certified and let's go 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 do do it you know so uh that kudo goes to all of those guys that worked on the coalition committee so many years ago building that book building that training and now look at where we're at it's not happening fast enough end of the day right. so no, it's not, man, because we go up against guys that are, man, I, I, I can't believe some of the things we see, you know, yeah. I follow, yeah. I follow Susan, what is it? Susan K of SAS, SAS. I follow Susan and she does like a funny Wednesday or something with a funny Friday or whatever, funny Fridays, yeah. yeah, funny Fridays. And some of those pictures that she sends that she posts, I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> scary. 
Yeah, I mean. Oh, one one of the biggest. I won't say one of the biggest arguments I got in on social media was because I posted pictures of a non-compliant gate system um, uh, in in my my son's uh, city of Midland when he was living down in Midland, and these gates were just all over the place. I mean, it, there wasn't a compliant piece on it, okay? And I said, you know, guys, what do you think? What do you think? What do you got? And this guy come on and says, you know, you don't need to be showing that. You don't need to be telling the industry, you know, that we're doing it wrong. Yes, we do. Okay, and I'm just the guy that will do it, right? <laughs> right. You know? But one of the biggest arguments that I got in was this guy saying, "Well, that's not, you know, that's not a law. That's not a requirement. It is in the state of Louisiana. You know, it it's what you're supposed to be doing. You know. So mm-hmm. anyway, it, it's fun. It, you know. But we 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 have got to police ourselves. That's what's been expected. And now that Louisiana has jumped on board. You know, we're going to see we're going to see some uh, some other states jump on. I think you're going to see Florida. I think you're going to see uh, some other states that's going to fall fall tilt to that because uh, another plus. okay, that I'm going to tell everybody is that guess who is the um, I guess you would call it the president of the fire marshals association for the United States. You want to guess? Wait. Come on, Susan. Guess. Tony Thornton? No, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Give me a guess. Wait, wait, wait. What am I guessing on? Say that again. You're guessing of who the president is for the Fire Marshals Association for the United States. For the Fire Marshals. Is it, is it are Mike? Are they in the fencing industry or are they in politics? Is it Mike? Is it Mike? I don't say his last name right. Gulledge? No. Gulledge? No. Guys, it is the past... Fire Marshal Chief for the state of Louisiana. Oh, who's that? Okay, I don't know his name. I forgot it. I remember sitting in his office a lot of times, but I've forgotten his name. <laughs> I could tell you real quick. But guys, I have that guy at the head chair, okay, of the Fire Marshals Association to be able to say, "Look, what Louisiana has been able to accomplish with this. You guys need to take a look at this. Look at the success we're starting to have. Uh, this could happen sooner than." than we expected, yes. but uh, it takes it takes a lot of people pushing. Look, man, Louisiana's been last so many times. I'm just glad we're first <laughs> in something. That's all. We're just happy. Hey, y'all know my home state's Mississippi, man. I'm going to give you a quick run on that, that, that last thing with Mississippi, okay? Hey, look, man, they got, the, they got the casinos down pat, right? Mm-hmm. They got the best roads around. Why? Because they got the casinos. Louisiana, mm-hmm. too much politics, man. Governor Edwards, R.I.P. Hey, Dan, I want to I want to tell you and Susan a success story. I got I got to pat myself on the back just a minute, okay? Um, okay. My first consult after retirement from AFA. Um, this guy called me, says Tony, I need your help. Come show up. Just tell me what I got to do. If you say it, I'm going to write it in Holy Grail, and I'm going to follow that guideline. He sent me an email today, and we're three months away from one year. Okay, you know, okay. March will be when I retired, so we're 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 you know almost a year into to what our goals and objectives were for his company. But he sent this link to me, and he says, "Hey, I'm just looking for some KPIs. I want you to tell me if I'm on track or not." Now we have conversations all the time, mm-hmm. but his gross profit margin is at forty three. His net profit is 14 finishing up this last year holy shit overhead he lowered it from 
from 35 to 29. And he's asking me, are these numbers good? Now, <laughs> listen to this, okay? <laughs> By the way, year over year uh, was 67% increase from 1.2 million to 2 million. And our goal for 2023, both based on the goals and objectives that we put in place last year, uh, is a 50% growth to be over wow. 3 million. That's a success story. I mean, yeah. that's the that type is, of stuff that, that impacts business owners. But you know what? It just takes a little bit of, of time to, to help people, you know, and we there's more people out there helping folks right now, mentoring and coaching than, than we've ever had in our industry. That that 14% net profit, the uh, his banker's going to love that. Going to love it. You know the line of credit they're going to give him, right? <laughs> we love that. Uh, you know who else is going to love that 14% net profit? The IRS. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> yeah, those two don't go hand in hand. I know, man. But that's that's a big problem, Tony. That's a big problem. You know, you got a guy doing your taxes, and it's his job for you not to pay taxes. I know it. I right? Know it. But that's a problem. You know, I see these guys that go out. Um, there's a tree company that I pass every day. So I stopped in and saw Sean. He's got six F-250s parked out there, brand new, all red, waiting to go get signage on it. I said, Jesus Christ, Sean, what are you doing? Well, man, I I had to go buy all these trucks because I'm like, well, Sean, you do realize, I don't know if you're still showing a profit, but if you don't show a decent profit, the bank's not going to loan you money. (laughs) They're not going to give you a bigger line of credit. And he's like, well, my, my tax guy said I had to go buy some trucks. I mean, I, mean, I get that. but So now. That debt ratio percentage. <laughs> so he just texted me while we're, on, while we're on the show. He texted me a few minutes, like 20 minutes ago. And he's like, uh, so I made like 2% this year. And I'm like, dude, you shouldn't have bought them trucks. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> like, That's yeah. what you saw me over here. I'm like, you shouldn't have bought those trucks. I'll call you on my That's way home. Funny. You know, so really, yeah, he's got new trucks, but he he probably could have got a, a, a twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar bump in his line of credit at the bank yes. if he yeah. just would have paid the taxes on all the money he just spent. You know, it 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 is a it is kind of a an odd situation where you, you definitely want you know a good bottom line to where you can have that to show to the bank, but then you want to show okay I've spent as much as I can because I don't want to pay taxes. So it's that's just the business process. I mean, you know, you've you've got to wrap your head around it and you've got to be able to give in on one one spot or the other. You know, when 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 I got this email this afternoon, I mean, I stood up and I just said yes, okay. And, and, and we're seeing that with everybody because when, when you tell companies, and, and y'all have heard me into some of my videos and some of my training, you know, those companies that understand what cost of goods include, okay, uh, which is, you know, your materials, your labor, incidentals that mm-hmm. went into those installation jobs, and then your overhead, you put those four together, you know, and you got your whatever you're selling it for, the cost of goods, and you get that margin. But if, if, you, if you've got a gross margin that's in that 40 to 50% range, I tell every consult that I go to, and even the summit training, you know, you're doing good. I mean, you're doing good, 40 to 50% gross margin. But if you really want to hit some grand slams, let's get that gross margin above 50%, okay? And then as private held owners, okay, 
you know, if you want to buy a boat out of your expenses, that's all on you. I can't tell you what to do there, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to take that money and reinvest it in your company, then you're going to improve that bottom line, you know, and that, that net profit percentage. Because another thing that I'm learning from these companies is most of them don't have a succession or a mergers or acquisition thought in their head, okay? They're just running their business or the business is running them. They don't even have a clue. But at the end of the day, you know, they don't know what they're going to do next. You know, they're just trying to stay alive. So what is the plan? You know, and if you're going to have a company, a true company, look at you. You got to have your financials in order. You got to have good margins. OK. And 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 you can't be blowing money, you know, out of your expenses that, uh, you know, a, 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 an equity firm or a purchaser that's wanting to buy you. Uh, we'll even take a hard look at you because right. they're going to look at two two quick percentages. What's your gross margin? What's your net margin? And then they're going to deep dive. They're going to get into the weeds on everything uh-huh. and find out wherever dollar's going. So I just think that most of these companies that are really, you know, having a challenge, all these companies that are getting these valuations to sell, man, you got to have your house in order if you're ever going to go down that path. Yeah, you do, man. You really do. I mean, you, you want to buy a boat, take an take an uh, owner's draw and, and 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 go from there. But don't don't pull it out of the company. You don't pull it yeah. because somebody's out there watching, and you don't know who it is. And look, there may not be anybody watching, but if there is, I want to make sure my ducks are in a row, my shit's yeah. together. Well, you, you, if you take it as an owner distribution or, you know, I mean, uh, over and above your salary, I mean, what that's going to become is, you know, taxable income to you on, on your tax forms. And depending on how your corp is set up, LLC, S Corp, C Corp, uh-huh. you know, as to how you can mitigate some of those tax burdens. So all of that is things that every business owner needs to understand and know. That's what's in our fence line of success training and our summits and the ultimate stuff. And that's what's in the books that, that you know, we're writing and, and trying to get out there to, to the industry. So nah. it's, it's been, a, been fun. Well, Tony. So it sounds like you're saying, like, at what point do you start your succession plan immediately? I tell everybody, if they've got any idea about, if they even think that they want to sell their company or they want to succeed it, if they want to pass it on to a second or third generation company, you know, owner, their, their child or somebody, or even an employee, okay, You've got to you've got to get your financials in order first, okay? You got to cut out all of those over expenses, and you've got to really tighten your ship up for a number of for a couple of years, okay? Mm-hmm. Because every every equity company or every every investment group or if somebody that's going to buy your company is going to ask you for two years, someone's going to ask you for three, three. Years financials. Yeah. So if if you don't show those good numbers over a two to three year period, you know they're just going to say, hey, you know, your numbers don't even look good enough for me to even take a take a peep at you. You know, yeah. So you got to start. If you're thinking five years from now, start now to where you got those three years, and you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. Nice. Yeah, because you don't know what what they're going to pull out and and want to ask, and you're like, no. oh crap, I got to pull out that tax return. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. It happens. Yeah. Well, look, Tony, yeah. we appreciate you, man. Thank you for uh, being on the show. You've done great. Man, yeah. Hey, I look. Appreciate y'all. Just before we hey, go. Go ahead. Real quick, I want to plug our Denver event. Okay, we still got a couple of seats left. That Denver event is uh, February five through eight, and then we're going to be in Cincinnati on April twenty three through twenty six with the Super Summits. 
Okay, Fence Line of Success Training. You can go to the website, www.fenceconsultinggroup.com. You can pull that information up. We've got an events calendar there, and you can see everything that we've got going on. If I can ever be of any help to you guys, y'all know that phone call away, talking's free. So just give me a ring. <laughs> hey, guys, and I've been to one of Tony's uh, summits. It's great, 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 great information. Uh, you've got some really good speakers there. Um, Nathan Downs. We're not going to really talk about Nathan because he decided to go get a podcast. And anyway, I'm trying to convince him it's a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, um, it's too late, huh? Anyway, Nathan is a great speaker there. And then um, who you got speaking? Do you still have Mark Olson coming up? We call him Flip Flop Mark Olson. Yeah. Mark's not going to make it to the Denver event. He had a schedule conflict, but uh, we've got Justin Judy, we got Sam Nutello, and uh, Nathan's going to come in. That's that week that I have to fly out. I have to uh-huh. early to get to uh, Niagara Falls for the CFIA event. So Nathan's going to rah rah me through and finish me up that week. So. What about that cat, Mike? Is he going to be there? Mike. Mike, big tall Mike. Oh no, no! His his schedule had a conflict uh, this year as well, so I'll be I'll be covering that training. Dude, Mike had a lot of good information, <sighs> but we need to like give him some ecstasy or something. Let's get him pepped up. <laughs> I was kind of like, <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, Mike, this is good info, but I'm dozing. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. But the guy had some knowledge. That literally was mind-blowing. If you're not in the mood to sit down and just learn, you don't want to sit down with Mike. But if you're like, hey, I'm ready to learn, Mike is is a sharp cat. He's got some really good stuff, man. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. Hey, look, we got Jeff Graff here said, I'm interested in uh, coming to the Cincinnati Summit. Look, Jeff, contact Tony. What is it? Fitzconsultinggroup.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inbox. Hey, restaurant line. Call him. Go there. Pull up the summits, and he can go register right now, and, and, and he'll be he'll have a seat. I'll tell you, the Cincinnati event uh, has got a lot of interest, uh, so go ahead and get get registered pretty quick, Jeff. Yeah, Love good stuff. Look, Tony, we appreciate your time, man. We know you're busy. Thank you. Go uh, go get you uh, a bite to eat because I know we had yeah. you tied up for a while, and uh, maybe uh, text me where you're at. In my, you know, I'm kind of curious. It's like mysterious. Tony's like, I can't yeah, tell you where I'm at because if, if I told I you told where you, I'm at. If I told you, I told you, all I'm going to tell you is this is a business meeting and we've got some exciting news coming out uh, for the industry. And um, so if I told you where I was, you, you know all about it. Well, look, man, I'm excited to hear about it. And uh, just to do a recap, guys, Tony is going to have a booth at the. Uh, at the Fence Show and Security Expo. He's also um, going to be uh, doing some training, develop, helping develop some training and speaking there. He is also going to be a keynote speaker at the Canadian Fence Industry Association in Niagara Falls. Look, Tony, don't jump in the barrel and try to go over Niagara Falls. It doesn't work. <laughs> Pe- Pepper's from Hamburg. She could like oh. see, she could see Niagara Falls and see Canada from where she lived. So I always got to hear about, you know, Lake Michigan or whatever the hell it was. I oh, swam yeah. in that. Anyway. And you're going to be at Harris Casino for the uh, Guard State Chapter AFA's uh, Jackpot Education Section in Atlantic City, January 20th to 21st. Next week. 
Yeah. Are you bringing Miss Tammy with you? Is she going to be like, you know, penny slots or what? Uh, she, uh, she, uh, she up me. She's going to spend the week with the grandkids out in Lubbock. So uh, she, she, she calls out an up, up, up me, you know. So uh, anyway. Yeah. Nice lady, guys. We got to hang out with her at uh, the Shangri-La Resort um, at, in the July Summit that you had, 2022. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Well, look, man, we appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, you have a good one, man. You need anything, you give us a call. We'll help you out. Okay? Keep on fencing, guys. Y'all All right, buddy. Care. Thank you. Thanks, All right, bye. Man, good stuff, huh? Wow. Yeah, very informative. <laughs> I feel like I learned, learned a lot today. I know, man. Tony is just... <sighs> He he definitely takes his vitamins. Oh yeah, and he's like super like pumped and motivated the whole time, and constantly coming out with really great information. I'm super pumped about the boot camp. I didn't know we were going to talk about it. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to send Dylan to that. I'm trying to get Dylan yeah. to go to Gate Automation School, but it seems like every time it happens, there's always something. I can't get him to it. So um, well, I think they got one in New York or something coming up. There is one coming up in New York, I believe. Um, I'll have to look it up for you. But, I mean, there's no better time than the present. There's no reason to wait anymore. It's just, I don't know why it always happens and it's difficult, girl. It's a pain in the butt. But I got to get him there because, as you know, we use Daryl with Firefly. He helps us out a lot. And uh, I really need to get Dylan out there being able to do some more of that. So. Yeah, send him to the school, then send him under Daryl for the one-year internship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be awesome. I got I to gotta get on top of that. So, what did you think about your first uh, celebrity co-host of the My Fence Life show? Like, it was awesome, and I'm super excited. Um, I didn't wear my Crocs. I wore Hey Dudes, because I felt like Canon wears Hey Dudes. <laughs> and so, I like, can't believe you wear Crocs. I love Crocs. They're the greatest shoe ever made. They're horrible. No. They're so comfortable. No, Susan. I can wear them with socks, without socks. Susan, Susan. No. No. Sports mode. Stop. Relax mode. Four wheel drive mode. No, stop. I'm getting, I have the little lights coming in. Oh, Jesus. I love my Crocs. I am coming down to the backwoods of Prairieville and I'm going to slap some sense into you, girl. today <laughs> oh my goodness well look guys we appreciate y'all watching thank you susan for sitting in for canon this week canon's gonna get our uh a little google doc that we're using and he's gonna be like what the hell is all this what are all these notes <laughs> yes i made a lot of notes <laughs> yeah you did you did hey it was fun it was a great time i gotta figure out how to turn the show off now canon usually runs this show I just, uh, I'm just along for the ride. But look, guys, uh, y'all be safe. Don't drink. Don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. Happy fencing. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors. 
Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert stain and seal. Realgoodstain.com. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hitch. And Benji with CleverFox.online, helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at MyFenceLife. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. 